It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings, friend, and welcome again to the Bible Broadcast. This is Keith Allison. I am doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia, and I want to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition with me. And I trust that the broadcast finds you and your family well today. And uh, if you are not uh, in a good fundamental Bible-believing church, let me encourage you to uh, find one, amen, and get, uh, get in church so you can get some help from the Lord and be a help to other people. And uh, if you aren't saved, if you do, in other words, if you don't know that you're born again, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I trust that you will listen attentively today to the broadcast, and I trust that God will speak to your heart. But I do want to say that I'm honored to be back on the air, and thank you for listening. If you are a first-time listener, uh, this is a weekly broadcast. We I come on one time a week on the station that you are listening to. So if you will mark the time and uh, the uh, day, amen, and the station and come back next week, we'll be on again. And so we would just love to hear from you uh, as we try to share the good word of God. I'm thankful that God's given me this opportunity uh, to get the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ out. And I'm glad that uh, you have... Uh, chosen to listen today and let me ask you to tell others about the broadcast uh, and let them know that they can get some help from the word of God if they'll just tune in and we do thank you. Uh, you can go to my website that is keithallisonministries.com again keithallisonministries.com and on our website you'll see our calendar our itinerary my wife keeps it posted up about six weeks in advance or so. And then you'll see the books that I have written and how that you can order one of those. And then you'll see the radio stations that I'm currently on. And we do covet your prayers. And let me say this to you as a regular listener. If there's anything that I can do for you, then you please let me know. Uh, if you want a uh, a a CD of one of the broadcasts. Just let me know which one, and uh, if there's uh, if you need one of my books, uh, you can call order from the website, or either you can call me. But uh, if there's any way that I can be of an, a help and assistance to you, then I'd certainly love to do that. Or if you want to share a prayer request with me, if you'll send me an email, uh, an email, or a text message. Uh, or either a note, letter, whatever, then I'll be glad to pray for you and the, and the request. I guarantee you that I will. And so at the end of the program, I'll be giving you some contact information so you can get a hold of us if you'd see fit to do so. And uh, we'd just love to hear from you. And let me say to those of you that have helped us financially and continue to do so, I want you to know that without your financial support, this radio ministry could not be on the air. And so I just want you to know that it is vitally important uh, for those of you that uh, do or those of you that could help us, uh, how important your financial support is uh, to keep this broadcast ministry going. And uh, we, we just need, need your prayers and we need some folks to partner with us uh, financially to keep the Bible broadcast radio ministry on the air. 
the Lord has blessed. I have been on the radio since 1984. And I thank God for all these years of being on the radio. God has proven himself faithful as he led me to go on that first station uh, many years ago. And God has proven himself faithful over the years to keep uh, the monies available uh, to keep us on the air. And so we're so thankful, so grateful uh, that uh, that we have this opportunity uh, to be on the, the air. All right, today we're going to be opening the Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24, to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 24. And I would like to read a very familiar passage of Scripture, and I'll try to bring a message, the Lord being my helper, out of this text. The Bible says, and this is a chapter dealing with prophecy, I'm sorry, that's yeah, Matthew chapter 24, verse number 36 through 39. But of the day, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So that's reading Matthew 24 and verses 36 through 39, and may the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. I want to speak to you today on the subject of Noah and the last days. Noah and the last days. Now, I believe that all of us would agree that we believe that we are living in the last days. And as I preach, I really believe that we are in the last of the last days. In other words, I think that our time is drawing nigh that this thing is coming down to the wire. And if I understand my Bible correctly, the next thing that will happen on God's time calendar is the rapture of the church. You say, preacher, the word rapture is not in the Bible. I know that. The word catching away, it means to be caught up. And that's what the word rapture means, to be caught up, snatched away. And so the next thing I believe that that's going to be fulfilled is the rapture of the church. Now, the church is the people that are saved from the day of Pentecost until that day of the rapture. So everybody that is saved during this time period in the church age is a part of the body of Christ, which is the church. The church did not take the place of Israel, and we are not spiritual Israel. God is not through with the Jew. He is not through with Israel. But when God is through with this church age, then he will once again start the time clock back up and deal with the nation of Israel. So you and I are living in this church age. Now all the, the prophecy and all the signs in the Bible that talk about the second coming of Christ they are signs pointing to the second coming to establish the kingdom age. 
And that will take place at the end of the tribulation period. So the order of events will be the rapture will take place next, and then there will be uh, seven years of tribulation on this earth, and this will fulfill that 70th week of the prophecy of Daniel's 70 weeks, and this seven-year period then will be followed by the return of Christ, not to take his bride up, but he will bring his bride with him, and he will rule this world with a rod of iron for 1,000 glorious years. And so that is the kingdom age. So all the signs that point to the second coming are pointing to the second coming to establish the kingdom. Now, some people refer to the second coming as, as having two phases. The first phase is the rapture of the church when he comes for his saints. And the second phase is his second coming to set up the kingdom. And in that, he comes with his saints. Now, some people simply refer to the rapture as the rapture and then the second coming simply as the second coming. So whichever way you want to call it, it doesn't matter to me as long as you know what you're talking about. He's coming, first of all, for the rapture or the catching away of the bride. And then secondly, he's coming to establish and to set up the kingdom age. So today we're looking at Noah and the last days. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus has given a great a discourse on the coming of the Lord and what it's going to be like uh, in these last days. And so here he characterizes these last days by using the days of Noah. So I want you to look with me, and we're going to look at about three different places, four different places here in the New Testament where Noah is mentioned, and I'm going to show you four different things about Noah and the last days, that things that are relevant for you and I today in the day in which we live. Now, again, I cannot set the date. Nobody knows the day nor the hour when the Lord shall come, come both in the rapture and the second coming. We don't know the day nor the hour. To, the, to those people that are living in the tribulation period after the church is taken out, those that are saved and understand those that will be saved during that time and understand their Bible, then they will know that the Lord is to come at the end of that seven-year time. But you see, even then, they still will not know what? They will not know the day nor the hour. The Lord was real careful when he said it like that. He didn't say the year, but he said the day and the hour. No man would know the day and the hour. So to those living during the tribulation period, they may have it figured out what year the Lord's going to come to set up the kingdom, but they still will not know what day or hour or even month that would be in. So certainly you and I do not know the hour or the day or the year or the month, amen, of the rapture of the church. So, number one, let's consider the days of Noah. 
The Bible said in verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, what were the days of Noah? But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, when you think about Noah and his days, naturally, you have to turn back to the book of Genesis and chapter number 6. And the Bible says this in Genesis 6, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and uh, daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So God is announcing that within a hundred and twenty years he's going to destroy mankind. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw, now here's what I'm after. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, we're looking at Noah and the last days. And so the first thing I want to say is we're looking at the days of Noah. And the days of Noah, according to the Word of God, uh, in typology, they will characterize the days in which the Lord will come. In the words, they will characterize the last days, the days in which you are you and I are living in, the days of Noah, they are similar and they share many different characteristics of the day in which we live in. And that's what Matthew 24 is prophesying about. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In Genesis 6, 5, there's at least four words that need to be emphasized. And God saw that the, look now, that the wickedness of man was great. So it was not just bad, but it was exceedingly bad. Wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. It just seemed like that all that man dwelt on was evil. It seemed like that the only thing that, that projected out of man was that that was wicked. And friend, is that not where we're at today? Whether you try to listen to the radio, uh, friend, all you hear is, is, is wickedness and filth in the modern songs. Don't, doesn't matter what, what's in. Uh, and, and friend, the entertainment uh, society and, and the social society, I mean, it, everything is just just saturated with wickedness. There's nothing, friend, that the wickedness of man is not touching, you know, is not touching. I heard that the other day they were talking about college football 
and how that a lot of stadiums now, college stadiums, they're selling beer uh, in the in the in the colleges stadium stadium stadiums during the football games. And you say, well, well, that, what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, these these are college age children, amen. Kids, they're not grown adults yet. They're still young people, amen. And and, and then then you know, sanctioning and okaying the very concept and idea that it's all right to drink and, and you're promoting that in a setting that should be family-oriented where people take their children. Now, I don't go, but where people may take their children to the ball games, you know, and, and, and I might have understood it more in professional, but it's still supposed to be a family outing. But I'm just saying this, that you, you can't even find anything that's out maybe what we would say in the world as far as entertainment, that that is safe for the family, it's so weak. Wickedness is projecting out of out of society on every way you look, and it's so ungodly and it's wicked. Uh, the internet, the television, the radio, and, and where you go. I mean, it's just out there. Well, that's the way it was in Noah's day, and the implication is is that. From the time that man was put on the earth with Adam and Eve up until Noah, when Adam and Eve sinned, all humanity was plunged uh, into sin, and they were all sinners. But the implication is, is as it kept getting worse, it kept getting worse uh, up until the flood. It just kept getting worse. And that's the way it is today. Uh, I started preaching in 1975. And can I say that today... Things are a whole lot worse than it was then. I would have never dreamed that our nation would have approved same-sex marriages legally in the United States of America. I would have never dreamed that I would be seeing religious denominations and some of them, what we would say mainline denominations, uh, sanctioning and okaying same-sex marriages even, even ordaining uh, women, uh, uh, gays, uh, lesbians, uh, ordaining them as priests and preachers and deacons in the churches. I would have never believed that I'd see in Baptist churches where Baptists has traditionally opposed women preaching, amen, and now you're seeing women in the pulpit in Baptist churches. And, and, and you say, well, is that wicked? Sure, it's religious wickedness. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter what area you look at, society is just getting worse. It's, it's terrible. It's worse. You look in Washington at what's going on in our political area. I'm telling you, neighbor, it's sickening. I just got now to where I just despise to listen to the news. It's so depressing, amen. And, and it, so it's just wickedness everywhere. And so that's the way it was in Noah's day, and I believe that's what Jesus is saying about the last days. That, uh, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Things are just going to get worse, friend, and that's what we're seeing. And then number two, not only do we see that the days of Noah, well, let me say this. In Matthew 24, the Bible said, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days, now watch this, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, 
and given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So you say, well, what's significant about that? The point is, is that I'm going to deal with it in a moment, that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, and during that 120-year period as he was building the ark, he was warning, I believe, warning of the impending judgment of God. He was warning them concerning their sin, but what did they do? They went right on eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. The point is there's nothing wrong with eating, drinking, and marrying and giving in marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's normal lifestyle. And that's the point Jesus is making. In other words, while Noah was preparing the ark and preaching righteousness, society was unchanged. In other words, they kept on doing exactly like they had been doing. In other words, the message was not listened to. The preaching was not heeded. People did not believe Noah. They did not receive the word of God. And they lived as though there was no warning being given whatsoever. And again, is that not where we're at? Friend, there are preachers like myself on the radio and some on television and, and the, the pulpits across the country, men are preaching that Jesus is coming. They are preaching that hell is real. They are preaching that sinners are going to die and go to hell if they don't get saved, amen. And, and they're preaching righteousness in the midst of ungodliness, but society is unchanging. The only changing that's going on is it's getting worse. So we're living in days that are a replica of the days of Noah. And then secondly, look with me in Hebrews chapter number 11. Not only do we see the days of Noah, but now we'll look at the faith of Noah. In Hebrews 11, the Bible says in verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. You see, it was God that took the initiative and come to where Noah was. That's called grace, friend. God took the initiative and came to where Noah was. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, that's where faith had to come in because he had never seen it rain. And God was warning Noah of judgment in the form of rain. So he was being warned of God of things not seen as yet, the Bible said, talking about Noah now, moved with fear. Prepared. In other words, that was the attitude. He had the fear of God about him. He believed what God said. Now, Noah had no Bible. Remember that. They had no Bible then, but he believed what God had said to him. He was moved with fear. And, oh, friend, oh, how that we, are, we ought to heed the warning of God, and we ought to have the attitude of being moved with fear. And see that attitude moved with fear, the Bible said, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So the fact that he believed God and built that ark, it stood as a testimony to the rest of the world. 
the ark stood as a message of condemnation because Noah was preaching the impending judgment of God and preaching righteousness, and they refused it, they rejected it, but the very thing that ended up saving his family was what condemned the world. And friend, you and I, I'm saved, and my wife is saved, and, and our two daughters are saved, and my son-in-laws, and, and most of the grandchildren, and I believe they're all going to get in the fold, amen. But here's what I'm saying, friend, the very thing that saves me and saves us today, the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ, is going to be the very message that condemns the sinner. They, they'll be condemned, friend, because they believed not on the Lord Jesus Christ, because they received not the truth, friend. And so Noah, we see the faith of Noah. He was warned of God. That's where the word of God comes in, and that's what I'm doing today is preaching to you the word of God. And then he was moved with fear. That's what the word of God causes. It ought to get in our attitude and then when it gets in our attitude, we're moved with fear. And then it got into his hands. He prepared an ark. So you have the word of God. You have, a friend, the motive stimulating the attitude getting right. And then you have the action. He prepared an ark. And the Bible said in Genesis 6, 9 that Noah walked with God. The Bible said these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. And perfect, he was upright morally in his generations. And Noah walked with God. So friend, what I'm saying to you today is that we're living in the last days, days that are characterized like the days of Noah were. But just as the days of Noah were, were exceedingly sinful, so are our days. And just as Noah was able to walk with God in those days, then thank God you and I can walk with God in these days. How? Through our faith, based on the word of God, moved with fear, and working, amen, like we ought to. And so you and I uh, are, listen, we see the days of Noah. We see the faith of Noah. But then thirdly, look in Second Peter and chapter number 2 and verse number 5. The Bible said, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person. Now listen, a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. So Noah, we see the preaching of Noah. So we see, number one, the days of Noah. Number two, the faith of Noah. And now we see the preaching of Noah. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Now, what is righteousness? Righteousness is the opposite of sin. So as his society around him was, was, was perverted and sin was on every hand and wickedness was all about him, then when Noah was a, being a preacher of righteousness, Noah was telling them what was right. He was preaching condemnation to their sin and preaching righteousness as far as God is concerned. Again, you got to understand that. It was wicked times, but Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That means that he stood in, 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 in opposition to all that was going on around him. Is that not what you and I should do? 
Friend, there's no room to compromise. There's no room to, to change our position and join in the world. We are people of righteousness just like Noah was. And if we're going to uh, exercise the faith like Noah did and live in days like Noah did, then we're going to have to stand for righteousness. And by us standing for righteousness, then we will be a friend on opposing sides of where society is at today. This world is not our home. It's never going to embrace you. It's never going to love you. And you should not be at home in this world, amen, because you are a person of righteousness living in a sinful world. And it should grieve you, and it does if you're saved. All that we see and hear, it grieves us to see all the wickedness. But then lastly, we see the deliverance of Noah the deliverance of Noah. You see, friend, it was Noah's faith was in God, amen. And he prepared that ark to the saving of his house. And back in my text, in the book of Matthew, uh, we saw here that the talking about the world that they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. You see, they were all taken away in judgment. But Noah and his family were safe in the ark. And when the judgment comes upon this world, we that are saved will be safe. And I'm safe from the penalties of hell. Thank God. All right, this is uh, Evangelist Keith Allison, Demarest, Georgia. Write to us, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. Email Ministries at gmail.com. You can call or text 706-968-1182. And until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. It's 9 o'clock in